All right, listeners, you guys asked for it. We're giving it to you. We got a big promo for the month of October, the rest of the month of October. Here's what you get. Yes. If you enroll in any of our bundles, uh, that's our RGB bundle, which is nine months of exercise programming. We have a sexy athlete bundle. We have the build your butt bundle. Any of our maps bundles, you will also get for free the no BS six pack formula. This is the workout program designed specifically to build uh, a visible six pack and it integrates perfectly with any of our maps programs. Uh, that's the way it was originally designed. And, uh, we talk a lot about the function of the abs in there. We talk about how to apply phasing to training your core, how to utilize trigger sessions, which is a concept unique to maps. So it's a whole program in and of itself and it plugs perfectly into the maps programs. It's a $57 value. You get it for free. If you enroll in any of our maps bundles, you can find them at mindpumpmedia.com. They also get the forum for half off too. So oh. when you first purchase the RGB bundle, you get an opportunity for half off on the forum, which the rates on the forum just per- just went up recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, getting the no BS six pack abs for free. Thank you, Adam. That's all month long, right? October, the entire month of October. Until the, be- the day after Halloween, I guess, or till Halloween. All right. right, all right on. Mindpumpmedia.com. Train those abs. How do you guys like my jeans? I Me? like your jeans. I like your shirt. Even it goes with your flip-flops. I'm not going to wear the flip-flops later. You're, you can if you want. I want to know where you're going to take us later, Adam. It's a surprise. <laughs> you know what? We I, got, we got Craig. I don't like surprises. Craig is in town. Uh, oh, Craig is in town. Craig. and uh, he, he doesn't know either. So I told him, I said, just be uh, be ready at 4 o'clock, and I'm going to take you guys all somewhere. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty excited. So I told, I told my girl, she's like, what are you guys doing tonight? I'm like, fucking Adam's had a surprise. She's like, it's a strip club. I'm like, no, it's probably not <laughs> a strip club. But secretly... I hope it's a strip club. <laughs> I haven't been to one of those in a long time. Open, 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 yeah. open, yeah. open, open. A long What are we time. doing here? Boo, boo, boo. We're going to give these. away some shirts. Oh, give away some yeah. fucking shirts, shirt Douglas. Time. Before we give them away, Doug, let's mm-hmm. uh, describe to our listeners what these wonderful shirts look like. Oh, yeah. They're oh. a tri-blend shirt, dark charcoal gray, very comfy, mm. fit really well. That says mind pump across the chest. They are very, very black soft. Black on black. Very soft. They feel very good. You never had a complaint. They feel excellent on the nipples. I'm glad you, brought, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's important to, nipples, to tell people sure. that the, our giveaway shirts are no different than like our top of the line shirts. Yeah. That we, so, so everything's high. Like You're we, not getting was, the scrubs. That was important to us that uh, anything that had our name on it was super comfortable. We actually ordered the ones that make you look uh, buffer. Yeah, there's a way that exactly. they cut them to make it. You know, you ever it, wear a shirt? Science. You ever wear a shirt and you're like, I don't look as buffed as this one in this one as I do with the other one. Yeah, we got the other one. We got the one that yeah. makes you look buffed. That's true. And right. we're giving away for free. All you gotta do is leave a review. So easy, so yeah. easy. And 14 people did leave a review this last. So week. how many okay. free okay. amazing shirts are we giving away today? I'm gonna really push it up a little bit. We're gonna give away four. Holy shit! Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what are the odds? That's, that's better a than great... a 25 percent chance of winning. Leave it. Leave a review. Good chance you'll get a shirt. Yeah, absolutely. So we have four winners this week. We have KBH 35, Tanner Walters, Cochran 694, and Blue Devil Meg. Oh. oh. Blue devil. <laughs> you little devil. That sounds yeah. like a stripper's name. Yeah. <laughs> so all of you, send Male the name stripper. I just yeah. read She's off. evil in all the right places. Yes. <laughs> the name I just read off to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shipping address, your shirt size, and we'll get that right out to you. Bro, I think Doug's head will explode if we go to strip club. <laughs> it will. Uh, that might be more than my head. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump, Mind Pump, with your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Rock put, and roll. Put your earmuffs on. Come on, mama. Light my fuse. <laughs> that's, his, that's his move. That's my favorite one. That's, that's the one that doesn't sound bad. Just can't. I do, do anything it. else. I do it really Let's well. Let's go with that. Hey, focus on the things you're good at and be great at. Don't focus oh, on the things yeah, you're not so right. good at, bro. I've been trying to tell you guys this for yeah. a long time. Sometimes uh, when we come in the studio and I sit back here and I just look around, I just think to myself, we're not going to be in here very God far. damn, you guys why are, are handsome. Why are we still here? Oh. No, no, no. I think, <laughs> why I think by are your handsomeness. And can then, I, and then, and can then. I give, can I give, what? Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say. You're handsome. I think that to myself, like, God, these fellas are some good looking fitness people. And then. Adam, uh, I have my shoes off here. I'm sitting here with my feet on the floor. Adam decides to 
touch my foot with his foot, with his bare foot. Don't act like he didn't like it. That's, yeah, I was watching you. Might as well touch dicks. It's very yeah, creepy. I Don't do that anymore. I felt Remember like we talked like, about the interlocking of toes God, and see, fingers? Makes, like, ugh. Oh, oh, so cringy. I, I feel like he liked it. That's why. I, that's why I did it twice. That's why I don't if like I it. walked in and you guys were doing that, I would immediately do a one eighty. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay, you, you mean like you mean you'd go fingers from and toes like you connected go, together? You go one eighty like you'd stop liking women. Uh, Probably no. That's not what I mean. <laughs> the uh, the one before that. You know me. You know I'm a good salesman. Adam's yeah. a good salesman combined. I bet we could close Whoa. you, guys, Justin. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Depends on the benefits. Dude, did you guys... Uh, so I'm not, Okay, I know everyone's going to freak out here. I'm not going to talk too much politics, okay? I just want to oh. say... Whoa. Oh, God. Here, here we, we go. go. Oh, no, we I'm go. not going to say... Yeah. My, this is what I want to say. Please inbox. Line up the comments. Yeah, this right. Is, Please inbox Sal. No, yeah. this is all I want to say. I'm not going to say anything about the candidate, who I'm going to... Uh, none of that shit. But I will say this. Uh, I find it... Um, God, it, it's so infuriating to see people... Friends yeah. fighting each other, like and they so st- polar, and they stop. Like I, I have family members and people who will unfriend me on my personal Facebook, or will be pissed off at me because we debated and we had a difference of opinion. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. It's just fucking politics, especially politics. It's yeah. so stupid. God. No, it's I, not worth it to to not like your friends over. I, yeah, I don't even know how. You know what I'm saying? I don't no, know. You not. know, I don't know how you. For, actually, I do know because it's it's totally sports for for geeks. You know, what I'm saying like I totally feel like. Yeah, but do do, do you do that with your friends? Are you like 49ers oh, no, or like oh, Seahawks absolutely. and you no, guys no. aren't my, friends? My buddy, no, they talk in absolutes. Like you know, this is the only way, and that's no. This is my the only buddies way. and I. Uh, it's it's literally like this. this is, the reason why I, I use the analogy of it's like sports for nerds is this because. My buddies and I, who are like, we're diehard like football fans, and we're all into fantasy, fantasy football. Like, right, Justin called it the Dungeons and Dragons of, of of football, right? Accurately so. So yeah, and I'll I'll take that for sure because I do. I mean, these guys, you know, it's like last night we just came off of, uh, you know, fo- or yesterday football Sunday, right? All day long we're watching football and the threads going like crazy and there's trash talking, and because these guys are so like, I mean, you you're talking about dudes that follow the stats on all these players that they know their how many receptions they got the year before how many average yards per carry because there's there's money on the line and so there's this huge like over the top tracking and mm. so when i listen to, and when i listen to the debate like so it's really about who knows more about what they're defending like wins the argument not necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be the truth like for example mm. saying that my Dallas Cowboys are better than your 49ers well the winner of that argument like cuz it's such a like you can't you can't really argue yeah. that right it's, We're it's not at the end of the season it's either. like Donald Trump yeah, or but Hillary Clinton play- but it's like whoever knows the most Stats for their person. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, comes yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Like, yeah, but yeah. The, but the, but the Cowboys have this many, it, and ex- they start destroying exactly. Shit. exactly. But what if the Cowboys play the 49ers in a head-to-head match, and then one of them <laughs> win? It still doesn't matter. They still would just like in politics. Yeah. They would still find a way to argue it. Like for example, because I'm thinking like let's manipulate- let politicians kill each other and whoever wins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and and you know what? To at the death. At, like- and at the end of it, we all win because more of them are gone. Well, then, then yeah. I like that. Plan. I'm yeah. just kidding. Fuck. Yeah. But it, it really, it's stop. really like that, right? Like when you see these threads of people that are like debating and arguing, it's like, it really just comes down to one of them has been, you know, on the teat of the other one for much longer than the other person and their, and their, their candidate they vote for. When at the end of the day, it's, it's Pepsi and Coke. You said it best when you did that post a while back. It's like, you guys, everybody acts like they're really doing something. Like the these two knuckleheads aren't doing shit. It's going to no. be everybody else underneath them and all the the hands. They, I mean, <laughs> you know, on. you know, it's. Uh, I don't want to go there. Dude. You, I don't want to get into. No, this. no, no. We don't. But I'll tell you what. Why the, did you the executive branch? No, like, uh, that's all we have. That's what's apparently. Int- what's crazy is that there's. Uh, so I think they estimate like five billion dollars will be spent on this election, and that all that money, most of that money, is designed to get you to hate the other person because yeah. it's much more effective to do that. Than to get you to like your candidate. So if I'm if I'm an advertiser and and I and you think there's only two choices, I can either a spend money to make you like my person or b spend money to make you hate the other person. And it's yeah. it's a fact. It's more effective money spent to make you hate the other person. So you've got five billion dollars going out to make you hate these two people, and so people get so angry because of oh, it. That's why, I and get that's s- what it's really working. It's I working so, exactly how it's oh, supposed yeah, to. Of course yeah. it is, because that's the when you see these threads of people that are like debate. Like I just saw. Okay, so I I still follow a lot of like these these like kind of knucklehead. Instagram people because I get entertained by them. Nate Diesel is one of them, right? He does funny stuff on his Instagram. He used to be a shreds guy. He fell off a long time ago. He posted a shirt. He was doing, he's doing jump rope and he's wearing 
a Donald Trump shirt. Oh god. Thousand comments underneath there. Everybody got pissed off. And it's just like unfollow. Ah, and then like going back and forth <laughs> and like attacking like who Trump is and then people that are attacking Trump are attacking the people about Hillary and it's like all these things that they're attacking them it's like dude. It, now is he he's a fitness personality? Yeah. Yeah, he touched the third rail. Well, well, you know, and of course. I learned my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if I want to lose followers real in, quick. In his defense too, he wasn't even like saying anything. He was jumping rope and he just happened to be wearing a shirt that was a Donald Trump shirt, you know, and then they just brought on the heat. It's like, God damn, dude, he's wearing a shirt. Like maybe he just got the shirt for free. Like if someone gave me a Hillary shirt or a Trump shirt, I might fucking wear it. You know what I'm saying? Give me one. I'll wear it. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's a t-shirt. If it's soft, that's what that's if it's a soft shirt, that's what matters more to me. <laughs> I care less about what it says. <laughs> and if it matches my shoes, if it matches my shoes and it's, it's, it's soft, cashmere. I'd wear a Hillary I or want a Trump. A, I want a Maybe shirt. I'll wear one together. I want a I'm going to fuck with people and get a Hillary Trump shirt. No, I was going to say. <laughs> yes. Confuse the Hillary shit. Hillary shirt, Trump hat. Yeah, yeah. right. Confuse the shit out of everybody, right? Wearing a Trump hat with a Hillary yeah. shirt. I want pe- I want them to <laughs> yeah. get, I want to merge like, them and yeah. we'll have a shirt that's I'm clump. really into debates. It'll be a shirt that's clump. Hump? And it'll just, no, clump. Yeah, I like hump better. Or whatever. What else? So we have this weekend. Well, we had the fights, right? Yeah, I wanted, yeah that was crazy. Ooh, I that got, was a great fight. We got to give love to our girl, uh, Rochelle Davis. Oh, one, pro one, card. Yes. Uh, one of my clients yeah, that I used job, to uh, coach, and uh, she has gone on. I mean, she was with, um, I had her as an athlete before Mind Pump even started and existed. She was also one of the first people ever to listen to episodes before we aired them. She's, so been, she, a fa- fa- she's been with us since the beginning. She could argue that she was one of the, if not the first, mind pump fans mm-hmm. so i gotta give her a actually show. no she is because Whoa. uh she was one of the first people we actually sent episodes to before they aired i yeah. think we sent them oh, to her to right. listen to before yeah we she's one of, i mean there was a handful of people that are close to us that uh were either clients or friends or family that we all sent out to get feedback before uh she was part of that small very small circle so i, I feel i so most, she got her pro card and what in the uh, bikini, right? Yeah, in the all natural league. So she, she, uh, she oh, actually, drug tested. Good for her. Yeah. So she got at the uh, IMBA, right? So if you're or PNBA, excuse me, uh, which is just the natural bodybuilding. Um, uh, uh, so what's the not, organization? Yeah, organization. Thank you. You're God, welcome. fucking no problem. <laughs> tongue twister there for me. I figured you were going to get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> eventually come out, or I would I just wait make, for it, or I just make up a word. That's yeah, typically yeah, what yeah, I do yeah, right yeah. there. Uh, she she got a figure. She did figure that? and bikini, and she just destroy bikini not only did she take first place uh i got a chance to talk to her a little bit afterwards and the the head judge pulled her aside and literally told her do not change anything you have uh olympia uh status type of figure right now you literally can head all the way so they gave her a pro card uh i knew she would clean house she She was amazing she was hanging in the npc when we were competing against girls that were not natural and uh she was kicking ass in that and with no name no sponsorship she's tied to me which is i think uh not does not work in people's favor (laughs) 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 so i mean i think just the fact that she was placing and doing well uh tied to me and doing that i think that was already kudos to her so then when she went over to the all naturally she pretty much mopped up so she's great because she's also on our forums so make sure if you're somebody, we have a lot of bikini and figure competitors yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and those that were that are going through our programs. If you're not on the forum, those are, these are some of the people that are on there. And she follows the MAPS program as part of her, that's, yeah, she, that's her workout. She that's ran she MAPS did. Black all the way in this, in this uh, show time. We talked a little bit before uh, on her strategy, but most everything she did this time was uh, without me. So uh, mm-hmm. previous shows, uh, I had prepped her, but she's done enough preps with me now that uh, she not only can prep herself, she could prep and help others. In fact, she helps a lot of uh, our members in on our on our forum, which is also why I wanted to shout her out. Big thank you for all of her support that mm-hmm. she's given us. Uh, I love it when we have more competitors because I think when people hear some of the stuff we talk about, like you don't have to eat small meals, you don't have to eat a yeah, shit ton of protein. To sound a lot like hippies. Well, I think that they think, oh, well, that works for everybody else, but I want to compete, so it doesn't work for me. And right, right, we're right, getting right. a lot of competitors now. Who follow our advice? Who are doing pretty very well and look very good, and a lot of natural ones, which I like. That I like. Yeah. Not that I'm not not knocking anybody who wants to use gear. That's your that's your choice also. But I like the natural competitors also because. Uh, you know, you can relate a lot to them when you well, see them. Well, they also know? have the the least amount of room for air, right? Exactly. right? We've talked about this before, and that's and that's the reason why everything has to be dialed my, like, to the T. My silly ass to peers that uh, you know don't think the message that we're talking about and sending doesn't apply to them because 
they are on anabolics and they think that there's this whole new class of way you eat and train because you're on anabolics and there really isn't it's just a, and Sal said this before perfectly is that you get a you just get away with more yeah you know if you're running anabolics you don't have to be so perfect about your nutrition you don't have to be so perfect about your training but if you were yeah well that's just and that was the message that I try to get across was that that's the point you knucklehead is that if you really dial it in then it's going to take your physique to a whole nother level so mm-hmm. she's a great example of that of somebody who's uh, been all natural stayed all natural the entire time and is looked phenomenal continues to progress uh she incorporates uh intermittent fasting with her routine mm-hmm. she runs maps black before show, she does so. heavy resistance training for her core and she's got a waist the size of a f- i mean it's tiny yeah that's just one of, a yeah. very nice for sure one of her strengths yeah so uh Excellent. Very, very yeah, great congrats, baby that. girl. Yeah, great to yeah see that. very happy to see that. So, and then speaking of other things, what do you did got? you see our boy Juji and his rubber band? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he got crazy with those rubber bands. He's wearing his jock strap oh, and yeah. laying in the rubber oh, bands and doing God, a bunch of Of course, that was your favorite part. I yeah. fucking love Shit, him, I did dude. That to myself. <laughs> every time, <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that part. Every yeah. time I see his post, they kill me. Dude. I know he's just a maniac. I love his his lunacy though. It's awesome. He's hilarious. Yeah, uh, Adam, are we out of those Brobuster? Because that looks good on you, the Bro Buster right? shirt. Didn't I think, they come out good? I think it looks awesome. Oh, they are awesome. I think we only have, uh, I think uh, I was told seven or nine left, something like that. Damn. Really? Yeah. Are you wearing that on Halloween? Here and gone. Yeah, no, I plan to. Uh, are you guys dressing up for Halloween? What's going on here? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I've got some I plans. I was, I was told the other day, I, I can't make plans. I don't remember what we're doing, but uh, we'll be we'll be around here. I'm going to so, be going to an adult Halloween costume party for my, for my first time ever. Yeah. Do you guys know that? I've never been to one. Really? What? I've, no, I've never been to an adult Halloween costume party. Is this up in San Seriously? Francisco? Because uh, I don't know how those go. Monsters <laughs> Ball or whatever? No, but it is up in the city. Why? Mm-hmm. Am I? Should I be worried? Just, well, that's hey, the crazy you know, one. Watch out for that vampire. So I don't know what to wear because every time I've dressed up, I've dressed <laughs> up with my kids and I'm not going to be, you know. No, 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 no. Go shirtless. That's the rule. That's why I roll. Just go shirtless? Yeah, yeah. Pick a character. What if that I just... flip it and go pantless? Yeah. You could do that. Well, in San Francisco, uh, yeah, for yeah, Halloween, you get away with 100% that. you could get away with that. Then they wouldn't think I'm dressed like, I'm the one-eyed monster. Yeah, I think you... <laughs> Watch out, kids. I definitely think... <laughs> oh, my God. I definitely think you can get away with that. I have not had a chance. So it's isn't it Dennis Rodman's big Halloween party? Is, is that the one that's in Vegas or San Francisco? So San Francisco is... I just know they get down in San Francisco. It gets crazy. It's I, there's How a, do you know this, Justin? <laughs> Rumor has it has been there. Justin's been to some of my Halloween parties. I used to throw a Halloween yeah, adult, yeah, yeah. adult Halloween party. Are you doing one this year? Awesome. Let's go to Adam. I think I was. Uh, <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I'll, bring it, maybe I'll resurrect. I was it. Cobra Kai. I was that guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 One year you were Cobra, uh, Johnny. Oh. Johnny. Yeah. So I'll sweep in the leg. I'll sweep oh, in everybody's yeah. legs. Damn, that's a great idea. Oh yeah. That was a good. That was my ultimate. That was my warrior. favorite one. My ultimate warrior. That was your ultimate. That was warrior a good day. year of yeah. costumes. Everybody had. Oh, it was great. That's when uh, I remember Nick showed up with the Burger King guy. Yes, <laughs> he was the Burger King big old character. Like which one? Uh, dude, I had some good the Halloween King, parties. You know, the oh, mascot the guy. King. Yeah, yeah. yeah that some, was good. We got into it big time. It was that was part of the deal with you. Once you've done it like for a couple of years consistently. You know, people start to really get into it, and that's when it gets fun, right? If you right. just show up to some random, like, "Hey, I'm going to do a Halloween party this year," like half you the have to have do. a party. Yeah, the adult party, you're going to love it, dude. It's it's way different. Yeah. So my, my kids, let's see, my daughter's a unicorn, obviously. It's her favorite nice. Thing. And then my son bought this. He wanted this mask, uh, and it's it looks like a almost like a gas mask on his face. But he, so I saw. So my ex sent me a picture of him because she went to get him the the, the, the his costume. She sends me a picture of him in this mask. And I'm like, that looks like an S and M costume. Like, don't let my child. It doesn't. It doesn't look like. You know what I'm saying? It's got the leather and the. I'm like, and it yeah. It comes with handcuffs. I'm like, my boy's not gonna go trick or treating that shit. <laughs> People know how weird, weird I am anyway. Make your kids dress up like that. Oh shit, <laughs> yeah. dude! Yeah, I don't even know what my kids are gonna be. They, they don't know. They, what they go, they go back and forth. Yeah, it, it's usually either Star Wars related or Marvel comics related. It's like oh, it's so other. fun. Yeah, with boys, which is pretty cool. <sighs> yeah. Huh? <gasps> Already. I think I got some skin. Today's Quaz being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Mark Tuttle 85 You guys talk a lot about listening to your body, and he lost 15 pounds, but his wife says he looks less muscular. And he was thinking that aesthetics would follow health. So what's going on here? 
Okay, so asking. this mm. is. I, I, so I love this question. I wrote this one up there. That's why you can barely I read know, the I'm right. I'm like, huh? It's all leaning <laughs> yeah. to the right really yeah. hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. So here's the thing. So you lost 15 pounds. You're listening to your body. This is much longer. His question was much longer. Um, you know, he's talking about listening to the signals his body sends, uh, you know, eating for health instead of trying to constantly build muscle or look ripped or whatever. So he's lost 15 pounds of body fat. Now his wife says he looks less, less muscular. Here's the thing. A, number one, we never said you'd be the buffest you'd ever be or the rippedest you'd ever be if you listen to your body. We said you would look healthy and healthy always typically looks best. That doesn't mean... Uh, you know, that's kind of in the eye of the whole of the beholder. Some, you, if you, if I go up to a bodybuilder, uh, and I'm natural and I'm healthy, he's not going to think I look as good as if I was roided out and eating horribly because uh, you know I'd be more shredded and kind of grainy looking or whatever. So there's that number one. Uh, number two, you know, what do you mean by less muscular? Um, that's a good question. Is having more and more and more muscle always the best thing? Mm. That's a question that I always uh, ask myself. Mm-hmm. You know, being strong and functional is important. More muscle is is good, but I think up to a certain point, right? I mean, yeah. if I'm constantly doing everything to force my body to squeeze out every little ounce of muscle on my body, which I could, um, is that does that mean I'm going to have optimal health, optimal mobility? Am I going to feel my best? Probably not because I'm going to be taken away from some other things. So, um, again, this is a kind of a different, di- difficult question to ask. He well, lost 15 pounds, so I, I don't know if she means less big. I, you know, I'd have to look at. The yeah, pictures. okay. So there, this is close to home for mm. me. If uh, if you have ever talked with a competitor, he or she will tell you that there there is a transition that we all go through during our cut phase or when we're getting ripped. When we're on the, our mission of I'm out of shape or I'm in okay shape and I'm go- I want to get in ripped aesthetic shape, uh, you will go through this transition period while you're dieting that you kind of don't like the way your physique looks. Uh, it's happened to me every single show. It still happens to me when I'm living in a caloric deficit and if I've been in a deficit for a while. What ha- what happens is when you're when you're low calorie like this is you, your glycogen stores start to deplete, and the bodybuilding community calls this the flat look. And what what ends up happening is your muscle bellies are not filled out as much because you're in a deficit and you're depleted all the time because you're trying to cut, you're trying to lose body fat. And one of the things I used to do to help somebody that kind of that struggles with this is I'd say, hey, listen. Go have yourself 150 to 200 grams of carbs. Go pound a half gallon of water and go get a workout in and tell me how you look. And you'd be amazed on what a difference your your body starts to look like. You got to remember, if, you're, if you've lost 15 pounds and you're dropping body fat, you're, you're going to lose inches on your arms. You're going to lose inches on your waist. You're going to lose inches on your legs. I mean, you're losing fat. Fat's coming off there. What I can promise you is when you get down to the a body fat percentage that you would like to be at, you will look aesthetic. You will look better than what you look like with 15 or 30 or 40 pounds of body fat on you. But a lot of the times it's a, it's kind of a mental fuck mm-hmm. while you're why you're, why you're going through very this. Good, very, very good point. Yeah. Yes. So I, this is why I used to love to tell people why you're why you're cutting is to take these pictures that you can you know, look back at two weeks ago and three weeks ago and four weeks ago and compare your progress because you know, from a from a guy who, you know, his whole life uh, wanted to build muscle and be muscular uh, like myself. And then I put on body fat and then I decided to lean down. It was really challenging for myself as I was reducing body fat and get smaller. Yeah, because I'm not filling my shirts out. Well, that was an insecurity issue that I dealt with my entire life growing up was not filling shirts out. And in my twisted head, I would rather be a little fat and filling my shirts out than being ripped and aesthetic and healthier and leaner and not filling my shirts out. So I had to kind of break through that. And like I said, any competitor will tell you why, why, why they're going through their cut phase. There is a phase where they they don't like the way they look or how they're feeling their shirts out because they're losing, especially if you're a guy and you like to be referred to as muscular or big and aesthetic. Like, Oh, I hated being called. If I got lean and someone said skinny, oh, it was like... Yeah. It was like they hit me right in the heart. Oh, it just happened to me on <clears throat> it this literally had this is why it was close to me. Saturday this happened to me. I saw my I do this uh free camp where I, I help out some people that have known me for a long time just with mobility drills and stuff and they hadn't seen me in a couple weeks. And they go, Oh, are you losing weight? You know, like I hate that. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, no, not really. You know what I'm saying? I said I've been laying off my upper body. I've been training my my lower body a lot more than my upper body and stuff, but 
you know that, that like I have to I have to always check myself when someone says something like that because that's an insecurity issue for myself versus really what's going on. Yeah, and me. you know what's interesting? This is fascinating to me because when you take men and you ask them what they think the ideal man should look like, it looks different than what women think the ideal man should look like, and, and vice, vice versa. versa yeah. And vice versa. You ask women what should the ideal woman look like, and you ask men what the ideal woman should look like, and they look very different. And what you end up finding is the type of women that men think look ideal tend to be healthier. They have healthier body fat percentages, healthier curves, uh, you know, better, you know, they, they don't look so extreme or, or forced. Same thing for the women. Very few women find, you know, the pro bodybuilder look uh, attractive. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you need to look what, what people think is attractive, but my point is we tend to be attracted to health because we don't know. We, you, you might not know this, but your body's trying to uh, identify what a good, you know, what good genes are and who you should mate with. And so we're attracted to health and, and healthy looks good. Yeah. So your definition of aesthetics might not be what's healthy. You know, you yeah. got to ask yourself that. Like, I like to be shredded or I like to be big, but that not, might not be healthy, you well, know, for me to not, be 240 pounds or whatever. I mean, let's not deny the fact that most of these images on magazines and everything, even from males, it's super doctored. It's, yeah. it's photoshopped to hell. You know, you're not seeing all the bags under the eyes and, uh, you know, they're, Skin issues they're just being very complimentary, uh, you know, with the lighting, all these kind of situations with it where, um, you know, it's, it's both ways. Like it, it's, it's a portrayal, uh, that gets into the, to our minds. So it's something that like, well, if I don't look like that, or if I look like I'm less muscular, mm-hmm. you know, I must be doing something wrong or whatever, but you know, it's, <laughs> you, you just have to find, find more things to uh, gravitate towards. And that's why I definitely like performance as something. It's in a metric, you know, it's, it's outside of me Great just point. being neurotic about like what I woke up and looked and if I'm bloating or holding water or, you know, whatever the fuck the case is, it's like, <laughs> God damn, shut up. Yeah. yeah. You well, know? it's, it's, it's hard, especially, and, and I it know that me off. Well, it's the opposite you a of great you. Point. It, it's the opposite of you, and it's pretty opposite of Sal. But I can relate. So this is me. This is my world. Like I could, I used to give two shits about what I performed. Yeah. So I understand right. this, and I get it because I don't care if you outbench me. I don't care if you outsquat me. I care if I take my shirt off. I fucking look good. That's what I care about. And I've always said that on this show that I'm okay with that. Like, and I know there's, a, and then I know we have plenty of listeners now that totally don't uh, agree with that, and they're lean way more towards one of your sides where it's all about performance. No, and how it's they, good to have that contrast. I, you know, I yeah. have to bring that point in, just like you got to bring. Well, that the point reality in. is, what Adam's saying is most people. Yeah, I mean, that's most most people don't go to the it's gym. True, I don't yeah. deny that at all. Most people go to the gym because they want to look. Uh, they want to change the way they oh, look. Oh, hundred, hundred. I yeah. believe a much larger proportion that even admit it. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a large I think there's a small portion of people that have the attitude like me to say I don't care I'm okay with admitting it I'm okay with saying that I want to look better naked I'm okay with that mm-hmm. I'm not a, uh, I don't feel ashamed for saying that then you have the other portion that says oh I just I just want to feel good you know that's all I want I just want to feel better and be healthy but inside they're like fuck I wish I looked like her or oh fuck I wish I looked like him yeah and they're in denial of it it's like I just keep it real that mm-hmm. this is you know I go to the gym because I want to be healthy but I go there too to fucking look better and so when I'm training I'm I'm thinking of these things and and I too have these struggles of you know when i go through you know a cut or when i'm trying to diet hard and train hard and you go through these moments of doubt and discourage and frustration it's all very normal it's a very normal process that you're going through and aesthetics most certainly will follow health but you need to ask yourself how long were you not healthy how long were you not consistent? How long were you not living this lifestyle that you are now currently? And Jesus Christ, give it some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, give it, give your, give yourself some time to get there. It's not an overnight process. It's not a month, just a couple of months process. God damn, it's a, it's a journey and a half, and it takes a long time to get there. I mean, you're talking to three guys that 15, 20 years under their belt and still are honing in their skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Katrina and I were just having this discussion yesterday. And uh, we're getting ready for we got Mexico next month and talking about getting in shape before we uh, head off. And she's talking about where we should start this. And, that. and every time I, I coach her into a diet or getting ready to get in like really good aesthetic shape, I'm telling her too to listen to her body as we do certain things like, hey, we're going to start off like this, but pay attention to these signs, pay attention to that. It's not just as simple as oh, you know, eat healthy and you're going to look aesthetic. Everybody's body is different and you need to be, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, it's a learning process that's going to take time. So it's, you know, you know, when you look at, if you, if you look at 
your motivation being constantly aesthetic based, that's the place that most of us start. Um, and we're going to completely acknowledge that. And it's not a bla- bad place to start because it, maybe it got you started. But I'm going to tell you why you want to progress from that. Because if aesthetics and how you look is constantly your motivation, it will lead to issues with body image. It will lead to insecurities. It will lead to you confusing your self-image with your body image. If you're if you're approaching exercise from a lifestyle point of view, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to work out and I'm going to work out forever, then you have to progress from aesthetics. Because if you just constantly focus on aesthetics for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to cause you problems. You Eventually, you want to go to the point to where you are exercising, you're eating for health and longevity, for real health and longevity, because then those signals are more accurate. They don't develop. They don't turn into those uh, those image issues. They don't have you confuse your your self image with your body image. And again, you're hearing from guys who you know me and Adam in particular, uh, b- both of us very very skinny growing up. Uh, I can, I'm 37. Okay, I can say 100 percent honestly. Recently. I can say I've pretty much dealt with my body image issues and solved a lot of it. Do I ever think it'll be completely gone? I don't think so. There's always going to be a sliver there, I think. But uh, it's it's it took me a long time, and I'm relative. I'm pretty self aware. I have a podcast that talks about it for God's sakes. So this is a difficult process. But your goal should be to move away from those, you know, that focus. Because I promise you, if you constantly all you ever focus on how you look, how I look, and change this about my body parts, and you know, I, I don't, I look flatter, I look leaner. Um, it's going to cause problems in the long term, and this is why people who work in fitness, a large percentage of them. Um, have issues with food and with their with their body image issues, and it's something that um, you know uh, you need to move away from. Well, it mm-hmm. it, ta- it takes time. You got to you got to trust the process. You got to be consistent about it. Um, it and it uh, most certainly there there is ups and downs to the journey. Uh, but I promise you, though, what uh, everything that we talk about on this show, I, I, I promise if you you stick to chasing after being more healthy, more well-rounded, more consistent, mm-hmm. uh, all all those things will, will come. But, uh, you know, it's OK. It's OK to have these moments of doubt and discourage. It's very, very normal. And I'm fuck, I'm 35 and I still deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. I still have to. And this is also why, you know, going back to why I'm so adamant about tracking uh, tracking and taking pictures and doing all those things because that's part of what helps me stay focused and stay on a, like heading towards a goal of whatever it is you're trying. However, I don't know how much you're trying to lose or where you're going, but to, to stick it all the way out and to say, Hey, listen, I'm going to prove to myself I can get all the way here and then I'm going to assess myself. And if I feel like I'm too skinny or I'm too small or I, I'm not muscular enough, that's okay. Now I've stripped all this body fat from me. Now I can go to building, you know, now I can in- increase my caloric intake. Now I can, you know, structure my training program around building more muscle. All I'm doing is getting rid of all this excess body fat that my body does not need right now. It's definitely not going to hurt me. It's only going to make me a healthier person. And if I am think I'm too skinny at the end of it, because I'll tell you right now, when I get off a of stage, I do not like the way I look. I do not like... The, maybe what people see on on pictures, they think it looks cool because I got lights on me and I'm tanned up. I got fucking makeup on my face. You know, what I'm saying I'm elevated by. You 10. put makeup on your face? Yeah, dude. Everything's done. It's I didn't too, know that. Yeah, we're 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 live yeah. photoshopped. You know, what I'm saying uh, like it's everything. I'm, I'm done. I'm done up for a, a you know, posing a certain way with right lighting and angles. Like, but then when I get off stage, I look emaciated. I look sucked up. I look skinny. I look like a coat hanger. I don't like the way I look. So, you know, you, you part of this, though, is a learning process is taking yourself down to that point, assessing where you're at. If you don't like uh, how lean or how skinny you are and you want to build muscle, then by all means, then switch to back to, to building muscle. But mm. be be aware and be OK with that. You will have these mind fucks and, and it's it's part of the journey and process. Chase Smith is asking about fitness myths that you've had the hardest time uh, letting go of. Chase, he's on our forum, right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, is that Chase? Yeah, dude, we should just carry right from that last one right into this because yeah. I feel like that's one for me for sure. Well, my, I'll tell you what, there was a few fitness myths that um, really shook me at my core, but the one that has taken me the longest to really let go of, even though I I know the science, even though I I preached it, I still found myself kind of stuck in this hamster wheel of you know following this myth and more recently uh, i finally been able to break it and that is the myth of needing to eat a lot of protein 
This one was very, very difficult. I mean, one of the first myths that I was able to break, I think for myself, that took me down this path was understanding that I didn't need to eat small meals uh, throughout the day. Uh, the second myth that really, again, shook me at my core was um, that I didn't have to have a protein shake or something post-workout. And now, you know, understanding that my protein intake doesn't need to be in the stratus, you know, in the stratosphere. And it doesn't even need to be at the upper limit. You know, the studies will show upper limits uh, of benefit. Uh, and what I mean by that is you may get benefit at 0.7 grams of protein. That's the upper limit that studies will show any extra benefit, anything, anything over that, and you don't get any extra benefit. And so I was constantly hitting 0.7 to one gram. And, you know, I started thinking to myself, like, if I'm constantly pushing the upper limit of where I may squeeze extra benefit from, I'm probably going above and beyond what I need to in terms of health. And I may be giving myself or I may be contributing to potential negatives, right? Because think about uh, anything you do. Think about lifting weights like, you know, the, the, the upper limit of intensity for maximum results. Well, if I always train at the upper limit of intensity, I'm going to hurt myself, right? Mm-hmm. This is true for almost anything. So I started reducing my protein intake. There's days, I'm not exaggerating, I'm 100 and, you know, I'm about 100, I'm between 187 to 190 pounds and I'm pretty lean. I probably walk around at, I don't know, 7% body fat or so. I, there's days where I'll eat maybe 70 grams of protein. That's nothing. 70 grams of protein, uh, I could eat uh, in two meals. I can eat one meal. I can eat that no problem. Yeah. Um, I have days where I'll maybe go below that even, around 50. I'll have vegan days where, I, I don't know, I don't even count my protein, but I'm pretty sure I have very, very low amounts. Um, and I throw those in every once in a while. And here's what I found. I didn't lose any muscle. I didn't lose any strength. I felt better. Uh, it's weird. Um, my health tended to, you know, kind of improved. I have more energy. My, again, digestion, my skin, my sleep. Um, and now, and it really kind of broke that that chain, that last chain I had mm. to the kind of shit that we've been preached to for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the last one was this this myth of uh, of always protein, always have to have all this protein. Um, and you know, what kind of pushed me in that direction was reading. Studies that suggested that high protein diets uh, can be can be detrimental to health, if, especially if they're done consistently for long periods of time. Um, and so, since re- since changing that, man, I feel better, and my performance in the gym hasn't fucking changed, man. I'm still mm-hmm. strong, mm-hmm. still working out, still look good, everything feels good. So it, it was just shocking to me because I had fully accepted that I'm probably going to lose some performance. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in my mind, I said, okay, I'm doing this for health. Fine, if I lose a pound of muscle or I lose a little bit of strength. It's worth it to me because I'm going to be healthier and I don't lose anything. So for me, that was the biggest one, the biggest myth by Mm. far. I'm going to go with what we were just kind of talking about with uh, the last question, which is uh, kind of goes in line a little bit with what you're saying. And I would say meal timing and fasting. Uh, I used to just like the gentleman that we just answered his question. um, Man, I would I would start to eat clean or diet, you know, and. I would lose so fast. You know, I would like literally, my scale could swing like five, eight pounds within like two days, like really quick. And it would freak me out. Like, oh shit, I didn't get enough calories or I didn't get enough protein. I didn't get enough food in for the day. I missed a meal or two and stuff. And so muscle is falling off my body as fast as the fat is. And I would feel that way because, and this goes like what I was telling this last gentleman was that, you know, I didn't I didn't realize and this was why I, why I loved competing so much when I had to get into the tracking of the water and the sodium and the carbs and everything. And I saw what a difference my body could fluctuate and change over the course of one to three days just by manipulating some of those factors. You know, I increase sodium and water. All of a sudden I fill those T-shirts out. Did I build five pounds of muscle? No. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden I cut my sodium, reduce my carbohydrates. And now all of a sudden I can't fill my T-shirt. Did I lose all my muscle? No, but in my head, that's what was going on. What was I would look at myself in the mirror, and it's I would amazing be, how psychological it is. Oh, it's it? it's and in and even being a, a, a professional in the industry, I, I should know better, but it doesn't matter. It still would mentally fuck me, and I would get on these diets where I'd be starting to eat clean for a little bit. I would freak out, and then I would go have a cheat meal. I go reload the food back into my diet because I to protect your muscle to, to protect my <laughs> muscle from falling off. That was my mm-hmm. my mentality was, oh my god, I need to eat, I need to eat. 
So I would say that the the meal timing slash protein slash calories in general that I have to have but or my body metabolizes muscle has to be the biggest myth and one of the hardest ones for me to break through and was a game changer for me once I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times I will go a whole day and not eat anything or eat only one time and muscle isn't falling. Yes, it does change the way I look day to day. And I know that. And I know that if all of a sudden I've looked all sucked out and flat and probably has, a, I go eat a bunch of sodium and water and load up on carbohydrates and I look like a total different, especially a guy my size. When I'm, you're talking about a 230 pound dude, the difference in me intaking a thousand milligrams of sodium, a half a gallon of water and an extra hundred to 200 grams of carbohydrates is the difference between a fucking monster and a guy that looks average. Like literally I look that different. Like mm-hmm. I can, and I did this way back in the days when I was first uh, doing Instagram, when my Instagram first Uh, started growing i used to do things like this i would show people which i'm sure people that originally were watching uh thought i was full of shit or whatever but i would show somebody a picture in the morning in the night of me and i would show them the fluctuate what a difference that the two and it's like a night and day difference people would be like oh steroids and no steroids one it's like no that was was yesterday that was the same yeah it was the same day there was nothing i could take to make my body look that different other than it's all the food all the food the water the sodium the carbs all these things are, are manipulating the way we look on a, on a regular basis. So when you have a plan to get in shape is sticking to that and not allowing that to, to fuck with your head. And definitely the missing the meals and fasting was, was probably the hardest thing for me to break. Yeah. I don't really know for me. Um, the hardest thing that, that I've had to deal with is really just like my mentality when I'm working out, I still want to just destroy myself. It's really hard to turn that mechanism off because it's been, I mean, decades of, uh, you know, work put in to where that, that, athlete, that that's athletic, my yeah, athletic mind. I have to throttle down. And for me to be so adamant about stopping too short, you know, as I'm just getting revved up, uh, even still to this day, I struggle with that. But at least now I recognize I recognize it as I'm working out. I'm like, look, no, 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 you know, calm down, like come back to it like it's all about frequency you know i'm going to be able to move and do a better workout you know tomorrow and you know it's going to promote you know better results you know if i just keep at this mentality the rest of the week uh instead of like or especially if i've missed a couple workouts now i really have to hammer myself and punish myself you know it's this punishing mentality that's just so hard for me to kick but at least now it's it's i'm starting to, to reprogram that and uh, I think that's why I get so <laughs> I get more like passionate about like when when it's dealing with uh, intensity in the workout. And when I hear people uh, really promoting this 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 workout that's so extreme and it's it's going to fucking destroy you. And it, it, that's the easy stuff, guys. The, the hard stuff is is doing it right and, and, and stretching it out and having a, a, a mentality that's going to promote a more long term uh, results. Man, I'm so glad. That you brought that up because I, I was thinking nutrition this whole time, but yeah. not going to failure. I remember now that one I've I've known for a lot longer. I know it's hard because the, we've had so many times our, yeah. our paradigm's been but shattered. But that one was fucking huge, man. Because I remember literally this is what happened. Literally, I stopped going to failure in every set, and I increased the frequency of my training. And that week, that same week, I got stronger. I had broken past a couple it's crazy it's a like couple immediate. plateaus yeah and i was like what like i i've never I, like i haven't been able to lift this much in so long and it was just literally monday and today's wednesday and i'm still i'm actually even a little sore from monday but i'm stronger mm-hmm. like what the hell is going on and, and uh it's especially difficult if you have a very hard work ethic if yeah. you're a hard work at like justin is a is a justin's a he's a you know workhorse uh, he's a workhorse and so I understand what you're, what you're saying. It's like you're in there and you're like, well, I don't want to be lazy. Yeah. I'm going to work my ass off. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to go 100%. And you got to work smarter, not harder. But that was a big one for me, too. Well, and that's, not going and, to failure. And in mm-hmm. his defense, though, there that's it's different when you're training like an athlete. There is, there is something to be said to be training that way when sure. you're trying to build stamina and you want to be efficient at whatever these movements that you're doing. And that there, there is something to be said about training like that. And it's there's a little more of it being okay than the average person who's trying to see results. It just and, has to be programmed properly. Yeah, right? right. I mean that that person, it's more beneficial than you know an athlete. It's more beneficial for them to do that than it is for somebody who is trying to see change in a physique. Because that could be like one of the most detrimental things for someone who's trying to see change. If you're trying to see change, 
pushing out the gates, which is one of the thing, reasons why, you know, we, were, we weren't fans of like, you know, Joe D's like training. I mean, the guy does 40, 50 sets of shit. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, yeah, of course, anybody who signs up and starts following that for the first month is going to see change because ain't nobody fucking does 40 sets. And <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. If you've never ran a marathon and then I tell you, you start running a marathon every single day. Yeah, your body fat's going to disappear. Like, so is a lot of other things are going to disappear on you. It's a recipe for disaster. It is a recipe for disaster because then eventually the body gets adapted to that. And then where the fuck do you go when you're still got a fitness journey that you're on? And it's you're if you to, can keep going. Yeah. You're so if your that, joints come with you. Yeah. You know, but if you were, you know, training to be the best at working out like CrossFit, which is why I think that's where that's effective. If you want to be known as the best worker outer, then by all means, then, you know, do crazy, Ooh, crazy sets. A trophy for that? <laughs> They, I am the best worker out. They, they do. It's called the fittest man in the world. Oh. Yeah, the Reebok fit, gives it out. Damn. Yeah, Reebok gives it out. Damn, <laughs> it's the wrong title. You know, no, don't take away from those athletes. No, no, those no, guys no. are they, badasses. Oh, of course, yeah. of I'm course. Not taking them, they, they would all just dust me in the gym. I'm not envious. Sure. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I would not <laughs> want to do that. Come on. You can have that title, yeah. bro. Pat <laughs> on the back. Will Carpenter is asking if he should take a break from fasting. So you want to consider that fasting, the reason why fasting is good for you is the same reason why exercise is good for you. It's a stress the on the body. Stress, yeah. It is not. So fasting uh, in and of itself, the reason why for the longest period, the medical community um, scoffed at fasting. I mean, I swear to God, 15 years ago, if you told a doctor, a nutritionist, a trainer, anybody with any education in nutrition formal education even, if you said to them that you want to fast because it's good for you, they would laugh in your face. Yeah, uh, They would say, you know, your body needs nutrition. Your body needs nutrients. Like not eating is not good for you. You're going to make you eat bread yeah, right you're, away. You're going to get dizzy. You're going to, you know, it's, you know, no, you need to eat. And when you look at the body when you're not eating and you look at, you know, you know, it makes sense, right? You need to eat. And what do you mean detox? Like your body gets rid of toxins. Fine. That's what the liver's for. And, uh, and of course now we know, uh, pretty unequivocally that fasting is one of the greatest breakthroughs in modern nutrition today by far in, in fact still cracks me up in fact you're going to see uh more and more and more of it go mainstream yeah. and because of that you're also going to see more and more bullshit surrounding fasting oh, the only and, reason- and how, how you should do it on a new way to do it is well, that, it that's- occam's razor like the, the the most simple answer is that how that goes like yeah. is the obvious the most obvious answer is the right answer so no that's coming i'll tell you right now because the reason why it hasn't gone so mainstream right now is there's nothing to sell with it <laughs> i'm saying it's like oh god Adam, oh yeah you can't make shit <laughs> Off, but if what, I could hug you right now, I that's know. exactly the reason why. That's what it's, happened to all of our society. Because if you could sell something with fasting, yeah, fucking every supplement company Already. in the world would have been. And don't get it twisted; they will. And I'll <laughs> find you, a way. Non-eating and pill. I'm letting you guys know, uh, like we do always on this show, you will see this. It will happen. There will someone will some supplement company will get smart. Well, they've already tried that, they'll, like Isogenics and all these companies. Yeah, and they will. They'll package. Yeah. They'll package some sort of a. A non-calorie shake, tea, tea type thing that you buy with it to make sure your body gets adequate amount of nutrients while you're still in a fasted state. And they'll put some sort of a health spin on it that it's needed while you're pushing through this fasting. And everybody will buy into it because they've heard from a show like us yeah. or they've heard this great information about fasting. But then Dr. they hear Oz's this supplement company. Magic green oh, pill. It's coming. It's coming for sure. And the no. only reason why it has it is because it's not as simple as just selling a pill right now. But they'll trust me, they'll. They'll put together a yeah. little package for you that you need to do while you fast, which is a which is a crock of shit. Yeah, no, no. It's just I like mean, the tea, like all those teas, all the benefits that all those detox detox teas, all those things, all the studies, literally, like you because you didn't put it next to a fasting <laughs> yeah, study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those all, every one of them, every one of those fucking super juice fast special little drinks that you mix for seven days, goji berries. Go take the exact same studies that they have done on people that are fasted for seven days next to the same studies that these people with these detox teas and tell me what you Bro, see. Oh, you just put lemon water and some cayenne pepper and you yeah. don't eat and fucking that's the magic. You know, here's the thing. Fasting it is has a, to be from Himalaya. Fasting is a stress on the body. It stresses the body. The body attempts to adapt as a result of the stress and it becomes more efficient, stronger, and healthier. Same thing that exercise does. When you're working out, you're actually damaging the body. You're creating a stress and your body adapts to that stress by becoming stronger and healthier. Our bodies evolved adapting to stresses. This is why stress 
uh, in many ways is a good thing. Of course, too much stress or the wrong kind of stress is a bad thing, but you can't live in an environment with zero stress whatsoever because that probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be good either. There's, you got to have some stresses to, to elicit these changes in the body, and that's what fasting is. That being said, can you overdo a stress on your body? Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. What determines whether or not you overdo the stress of fasting? A lot of it is, is individual. If you're not, if you've never fasted before, if your health isn't that good, um, if you have blood sugar issues, if you normally eat shitty food all the time, and then you go right into 24, 48 hour fast, that's going to, number one, it's going to be rough. And it's the equivalent of me taking a couch potato and taking them through a squat workout to failure. It's too much. It's excessive. And you don't need to send that loud of a signal to the body because you are going from zero to 100 mm-hmm. and you're skipping all the steps in between. So fasting, uh, is it important to take break- breaks? I think it is, especially if you go at it really hard. And the way I take bre- breaks from fasting is I'll do longer fasts and then I'll do shorter fasts. I almost always will skip a meal every single day, but it's a very short type of fast, right? If I skip breakfast, I'm not fasting that much. Or if I skip lunch, it's not that big of a fast. But if I do a 24-hour fast or a... 36 hour or 48 hour fast. Uh, the following day, um, I'm going to, you know, when I break the fast, then I'll have maybe three meals. And then the following day, I may maybe not fast and allow my body to adapt and then go back to my normal uh, fasting protocol. So fasting must be done properly. There are various ways to fast. We've actually identified six ways that we approve of uh, for the average person to fast. Um, and, uh, you know, you can overdo it. So you got to listen to your body. And you know, I have people, I have people texting me like, Oh, yesterday, you know, or two days ago, I tried fasting. I did a 24 hour fast and I got really dizzy and I felt sick. And then I'll ask them, I'll be like, have you ever fasted before? But like, no. Great. So you jumped into a fast and yeah. you did, you just didn't eat all day long. You went from eating six meals a day to eating no meals all day long, yeah. or you were unhealthy and you went to like, you gotta, just like exercise, you gotta ease your way into it and identify the right type of fasting for you and mm-hmm. then take breaks from it sometimes so your body can adapt well, to that stress. Well, I, I, I agree and disagree with you. I agree that, uh, you know, and the, the part that I disagree with is that there's people, and I believe uh, uh, Dr. Terry Walls is an example of someone and another, one of the other doctors we talked to, I remember asking this question how long they've been intermittent fasting and they literally do that every single day for their last their last three, four years of their life. So, but they do short. Well, that's where, that's where yeah. I want to get at where I agree and disagree. So I, I disagree that you have to come out of this intermittent, but I do agree that you can do too much. So that's the part where the individual part that I think Sal is saying, and I 100% agree with him, is you have to kind of know who you are. Mm-hmm. Are you somebody who is a type A, stress the shit out of yourself all day at work, stress yourself out in your workout, and then on top of that, you're starving your body because you heard fasting was good? Okay, you might be somebody who's got to be careful on how far you push those limits and how long your fast are. You're probably doing a two or a three day fast and you're a high intensity person already may not be the best uh, method for you. Uh, the doctors that we've talked to, I know that uh, they fast every single day of their life. They don't eat till about two o'clock in the afternoon. And that's something that it's just a normal regimen for them. They're completely healthy. They don't have to take any breaks from it. But they also have learned to they have adapted to that and their bodies are very used to that. And they and they run very efficient off of that. They also eat healthy. You got to be clear now. They also eat healthy. Otherwise, that, yeah, I, I, I don't I, I don't see how fasting till four o'clock or till six o'clock and then eating crap food is going to help you at all no it's not in fact that's one of the my biggest pet peeves when this when when fasting first got really popular the hodge twins were the were two of the biggest names that kind of got it out there yes it'd been studied since the 70s but we weren't really talking about it until this last probably three to five years it's become a hot topic the last three to five years just because more good studies have came out and because of popular social media uh names like these guys promoted it but the way they promoted it i was really upset because so many i mean they got millions of viewers that were pushing something that i think is very healthy for us and does have some major benefits but they were teaching it in the wrong way they're showing people that look you can lose weight and get in shape 
and you can still eat McDonald's and go eat all yeah. these this shit food. You just got to you just got an eight hour window to eat it in. That's all. You just got to fit it in this eight hour window. You just got to binge. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it's a yeah, really shit. really poor relationship with food. Not to mention you're you're missing out on a lot of uh, nutrient dense foods that your body still needs. And so even though you may be fulfilling your caloric needs or staying under your uh, you know maintenance You'll level, be malnourished. At yeah, the same time. exactly. Your body is still unhealthy and. You know, I, I, that's a, that's a very, very important thing to note. And I think that the fasting, if done correctly, you could do it uh, very regularly. You don't need to take breaks. But if you're somebody who is pushing the limits with it and you're not, you notice. And this is what I notice a lot with me. So I notice if I'm incorporating a lot uh, for the size that I am, it's it's hard to get all my nutrients. It's hard to get all the vegetables that I need to get in on a regular on a regular basis. It's hard for me to hit my protein intake sometimes. So if I feel like I'm missing a lot of that, and in addition to that, I'm also fasting, I'll pull away from the fasting, and I'll make sure that I get a, a flood of those nutrients into my diet. So you get, you have to kind of learn to assess you know, your, your own body, your own habits, your own stress levels. There is no generic answer of, yes, you need to take a break or no, you don't. It really depends on the person. What's your longest fast? The longest I've done? Yeah. Uh, I've only done a 24. I've been pushed beyond So 24. I did a 48-hour one uh, for the first time a while ago. And now there's different levels of benefits you get from fasting. And once you go past 24, 48, um, there's other health benefits. I We don't recommend anything over 24 hours um, here on Mind Pump. However, um, you know, 48, 72, you know, for healthy individuals doing it right, perfectly safe. There's lots of benefits. I notice different benefits when I go on the longer ones. And uh, from some of the fasting experts in the industry, um, they recommend every, you know, like three to six months doing a longer mm-hmm. type of fast. So like, you know, fasting till two o'clock on a, regu- on a relatively regular basis. And then once every three months, you throw in a 48 or 72 hour fast mm-hmm. um, and I just read an article the other day that showed that 72-hour fast regenerated uh, – they calculated like all of your immune cells. Basically, you regenerate and replace your immune system within a 72-hour fast. That's and crazy. How that's supposed to be, yeah, pretty awesome. So there's some good – I that one. There's I've some good signs. You've yeah. done 48. I've done the 48 a couple times and uh, it was just – you know, it was great. Like just the benefits from it um, as far as – um, it's remarkable how yeah. you how you feel my cognitive ability and just like uh, energy levels and all that like just i mean it was tough initially to do it like it, it was really mental but. it's so important to note though that you know if you it took me a while to work up yes to that. is yeah. to working up to that of if, course do not take you there is benefits to pushing beyond that but like even myself because i don't even do 24s i wouldn't even get competitive with these guys and try and say oh i'm gonna try a 48 <laughs> or 72 I would first start with a 20 and then get back to a yeah, 24 and I'd push to a 28 and then I'd push 30 and then I would gradually work my way up to a, a longer and longer fast. Uh, otherwise, it, you know, you could be uh, in for a rude awakening mm-hmm. when you're going about your day, especially if you're working and doing normal stuff. Yeah. Rachel Donna Siciliana is, is asking about the unnecessary ways figure and bikini okay. competitors prep. <laughs> Well, that's oh, a, that's nice of you to give me one question. I put, I put one there for oh, you. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice oh, of you yeah. to do that. Because you usually don't talk. And just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't have a lot to say about nutrition. We already earlier. did this already. We, you were already voted the biggest mouth for sure. And, well, no, yeah. we know that. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> but sure. But being so. second place is pretty good. Yeah. What are you, the sexiest well, mouth? Well, I had to. I had to. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> just, yeah, the sexiest <laughs> mouth. You're the sexiest uh, mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want that award, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important that we start doing more of this. Uh, if not, I might have to uh, start my own mind pump competitor uh, podcast because these guys don't want to talk about <laughs> this. these. Guys. And we get a lot now. We it's have a lot a of idea. we have quite a few um, competitors now on the forum. Shit, I, we've got a few hundred at least now that are bikini figure, men's physique, bodybuilding, you name it. So uh, unnecessary ways I see figure and bikini preps. Wow. Where do we start here? Um the probably the most common. So yeah, you got to start with the big. You got to do the big one. Yeah. So the most common. Uh, I've I've taken on quite a few uh, female and male competitors that, and I normally get them after somebody else has fucked them up. So that's kind of what I specialize in. I get the fucked up people. Uh, and normally, what they're most fucked up from is this. I get a lot of coaches that, for some reason, uh, take fruit out of their diet completely, which I I think is that's smart. Yeah, it has to be one of the stupidest things that I see. Uh, taking something like that out of your diet is ridiculous. And then they think by supplementing it with like Metamucil or some uh, artificial fucking source of fiber is, is a good idea. Um, that's probably one of the, one of the big ones I catch a lot. The other one is uh, sodium. 
uh, is to take away sodium out of their diet. Another stupid thing that you could do. It's uh, essential to your metabolism. It's like these, it's like these, uh, these bodybuilder coaches learn basic, basic science. And they're like, oh, sodium, water, cut sodium out of diet. It's well, like, it's not even doing, it's not even that. Some of these guys, some of these guys are it's so bad, right? Because this is and this dangerous. is dangerous. Here's the bad. We talk. I, I think there's a lot of great things to be said about social media. Here's one of the things that's really bad about it is people that have no they have they have no business coaching or telling somebody else how to eat or diet whatsoever get credibility because they've either taken themselves through it or they've had some sort of a you know, tied to somebody else who's been a competitor or whatever. And they get these clients and they also, everyone becomes this virtual coach and they start helping people and telling them what to do. And there's, there's certain things that have been in the, in the olden days or in the past of bodybuilding, uh, you know, tips that people mess with sodium and they mess with distilled water and they do these things and get rid of fruit and they do this type of shit in their peak week to manipulate their way. Their body uh, is looking on stage and then you have these people, and it's just like anything else, and, and Sal's notorious for saying this about how the fitness industry does this, is they take anything and then they, they think more of it's a better idea. So just because somebody said, hey, you know, reducing the sodium intake during peak week and then refeed or then reloading it is something that you can manipulate the way your body looks as far as vascularity and the pump and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so then you have people like, oh, let's push it further. Let's you know, get rid of sodium for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. And they start pushing the limits on some of these things and it becomes extremely unhealthy. Uh, probably the other one that I get a lot is um, competitors being told to get on and start powering away at cardio right away. They start their uh, 10 week, 12 week, 16 week uh, prep and their coach tells them, OK, you're starting off with one hour cardio and right out the gates. They're already doing one hour cardio. What do they end up with? Two hours? Yeah, they end up with two hours Whole and, a day. Yeah. Plus working out. Yeah. Plus eating nothing. Yeah. Wow. And and this is uh, people don't understand how fast the body gets adapted to cardio. It's no wonder we get so many of these competitors, ex-competitors right. who've and then you want to do it again. Well, their, their metabolisms are destroyed. Yeah. yeah. They come to us and they're eating. This is no joke. Listeners, I'm telling you right now. We have people who come to us all the time. These are, you know, men and women, but you know, women who are, let's say, you know, a hundred and forty pound active woman, and she's like, I, if any, if I eat anything over a thousand pounds, I gain. Excuse me, a thousand calories, I gain weight. A thousand calories, they'll gain weight. And no. this is someone who's active, who's you know supposedly fit. They've destroyed their metabolism. Well, a hundred percent. That's what what they don't realize what they're doing. And this is why. Okay, so when I came out and I. Um, talked about I don't do cardio for most all of my prep. I really don't kick up cardio till the final two, maybe four weeks if I feel like I'm behind schedule. And just like I just said, behind schedule. So I am planning my entire prep to do as little cardio as possible. That's because I want to manipulate the way my body is changing through nutrition and through program design first. And then if I need to, I use cardio to run because really all card. The reason why they're scheduling cardio is to burn calories, to burn calories and to, and to burn fat. So you're you're kicking up your expenditure. Yeah, because these are stage athletes. It's not like they're doing cardio to get endurance. They're yeah. doing it to burn calories. Yes. Isn't it like, OK, why don't we just eat less calories? Yeah, Maybe let's, our- let's eat less. Right. Let's eat less calories or let's let's eat fiber because it's, in, it's important to your metabolism. Let's intake sodium because it's important to your metabolism. There's a lot of things that they're cutting out and then they're pushing the body and what they don't realize it's like taking a car and redlining the engine you might get an initial fast takeoff because you fucking redline the engine but it's only so long you can redline that engine before it blows up and says fuck you so that's what happens yeah. with these competitors and their coaches that are shitty do that this morning is they come out the gates and they throttle down right away and they don't realize the importance of building up to that and you don't need to keep throwing. You don't need to throw all the adaptations right at the very beginning because then what happens when the body adapts in the first two to four weeks, then the rest of their prep is just miserable. So, I mean, I could go on all day talking about this and I'll get off my soapbox, but there's a lot that's wrong and what's unnecessary with a lot of these competitors. Getting ripped in shape uh, is not that much more different than anybody else that's getting in shape. It's that you're just trying to time it for a stage. And so the room for discipline and the room for error is less. That's all. But somebody else who wants to get in shape and doesn't want to compete, the same rules apply to the, to this person that's getting on stage. The only difference is you're timing it. 
is that I know that, hey, I have X amount and to do it healthy, nobody should be losing more than about a half a percent to a percent of body fat a week. That's a healthy, safe way to do it. If you're doing any more than that, you're probably pushing more extreme than you need to and you're, you're going to pay for it. You're going to slow the metabolism down. The body's not going to respond the way you want to. But if you do it in a healthy manner, so if you're at, you know, 15% body fat when you start your prep and you got 10 weeks to go, it's very realistic for you to be stage ready within that 10 to 12 weeks if you do the right things. But if you're, you know, 25% body fat and you're trying to get in, get ready for a stage and you're eight to 10 weeks out, well, boy, are you in for a, you're in for a rough ride. Because it's amazing because if you do it the right way, uh, you'll do better. Uh, it'll be less work. And afterwards, you won't have problem well and that's the that's the you know big, I mean? that's the big issue that i have with the the crazy amounts of cardio and stuff is not so much that it's like oh my god it's gonna be so detrimental to you to do that for eight to ten weeks no anybody could handle heavy amounts of cardio for eight to ten weeks that's not going to kill you but what it's going to do is set you up for a nasty rebound because ain't nobody you I mean when you're heading towards a goal to compete Dude, you're talking you about are, you're talking about 110 pound women gaining 20 pounds or more after the contest, yeah, that's a lot of weight uh, for anybody to gain in a very short period of time. But you're talking about a 110 pound female, and what it's, that's bad. And what happens because they they come right off the diet, they allow themselves ah, I, I may I reach my nuts, yeah. I reach my goal, so they they overconsume like crazy, and then of course they stop their two hours a day of cardio because that was insane to begin with. So they're not doing so they don't they don't realize how much they're shooting themselves in the foot. They've slowed their metabolism down ridiculous to get themselves into that kind of shape. And then when they come off the show, they celebrate by consuming all these extra carbs and sugar and they don't go do their they don't do their two hours a day of cardio. And then, of course, you're going to blow up from that. So. A lot well, going on. Well, there you go. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump T-shirt. Also, check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And also, we talked about fasting there for a second. You can find our intermittent fasting guide at mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.